Kidnapping is off. No, 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 it's on. No, it's off. Okay. I think I'll call the police. This little one assaulted me. What? He's fight clubbing himself. We got a fight clubber. Your options are legal options. Jack shit! I heard Jack Leibowitz. Is that an attorney? Gotta be. I'm gonna write that down. Can we get Jack his contact Leibowitz. Info, Do you have please. his contact info? Alright, you are listening to Copy That Guy, Jack's sequel remix. This episode 281. I'm Marquis. Reloaded and Rechambered and uh, resurrected and other Matrix sequels and recycled. Yeah, Matrix Six recycled. <laughs> recycle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. If I feel, uh, you know, we we celebrated the New Year last episode, but I really feel like it's. February first, where it's like, okay, now I feel like I'm in. Now you really, yeah. it's in your. So now you're officially pissed off at 2023 for like killing celebrities and stuff. Oh, so mad, so mad about Betty White. Hey, 2023, just give us a break. Yes, yeah, just give us a break. Betty White could have died two years ago. I had no idea. <laughs> was it 2022 or was it 2021? I think it was 2022. Yeah, there's uh, been a couple in 2023 so far. I think like I know of Jeff Beck. Because he's a famous blues guitarist. There's been someone else. Non-musician. No, there was another musician that died recently. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I feel 20, like my... 2023, just give us a break. I feel like my news cycle's been pretty... Pretty death-free. Um, and you know what? I'll take that. That's fine. It's a, it's that, a, yep, you're good. It's a blessing. You're good. Um... Yeah, well, outside of, you know, curse in 2023 and, and the first month and all the, the death it brings, what have you been watching? Okay, man. I got a list. Yeah. I, I've I watched imagine you stuff. Did. Um, some, some rewatches, some new. I'll do, I'm going to do my, my, my trash or cash. Uh-huh. Um, I do realize, Mark, that there is a gray area for movies, but I'm just going to go trash and cash. Yeah. And if it's a if it's a pre-watch, then I'll give you my previous. Yeah. Okay. I'll just go in the order I watch them, because that's my list on my app. 2011. This was a... Pre- I've watched before. Pre- I, would say it was, I would say it was cash before. 2011, Bridesmaids. Okay. It's hanging in there as cash, yeah. barely. I. It has its moments, which keep me going. Um, Mega... Is that Megan McCarthy? Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy yeah. is really funny in it. Yeah, she's great. Um, the scene in the bridal shop where she jumps over the back of the couch is one of the funniest moments in, in movie history for me. Uh-huh. I always just like almost come to tears watching that. It's barely hanging on to the cash label. I think it's losing some of its rewatchability. Yeah. Would you say it's not as rewatchable? Not as rewatchable. I did. So I watched Bridesmaids. Maybe a year ago. And I thought it was funny. When I first saw it, I mean, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. And then I watched it again. I've probably, probably seen Bridesmaids three times. On the third watch, I still found it funny. I feel like the second half really starts to lose me a little bit because it's not as funny. And it's just too damn long. And it's my complaint about every Judd Apatow produced thing where it's like, why is this over two hours? Yeah. It should I mean, be it, it is a good this up. But it, it's lost its some luster. Yeah. 
Um, this was a, re- a rewatch for me, and previously it was Cash, 1957, 12 Angry Men. Okay. Starring Henry Fonda. Yeah. It remains a Cash movie. It is so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, I could... I've probably seen that movie four times. I'd happily watch it a fifth. Have you seen the Jack Lemmon version? I have. I have, and I don't think it's bad. I think it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's like, that was the first version I saw, was the Jack... The Jack Lemmon. I believe that was a made-for-TV special. I think it was on Showtime. Yeah. Where I saw it. I don't know if like, it was Showtime produced or, or if they got the rights after it, but uh, uh, I know Jack Lemmon's in it and um, Tony Danza. Mm-hmm. And it it might be the exact... All the dialogue is exactly It's the same, same script, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah. And 12 Angry Men holds up. Yeah. It's good. I, I, I rewatched that a, a while ago. Maybe pre-COVID, but I remember feeling like, man, it's... Freaking masterpiece. Also, 97 minutes. Yeah, real, real quick. Real yeah, time. I had to look that up because I was like, I, I think, I didn't want to be like, oh no, that movie's like three hours long. But, yeah, no, it's tight. And so this kind of led me into, um, like, a, a, a courtroom lawyer streak here. And so this was, a, this was new to me. 2017, Roman J. Israel Esquire. Mm-hmm. Um, little disappointing. Okay. I'm gonna say it's trash. Okay, it's hard to follow, and for I, the it's the same guy who did Nightcrawler and um, the director. Um, I, I'm not having a hard time with his name right now. Um, he he's done a few things and they're and and uh, they're really good. I gotta look. Dan Gilroy. Dan Gilroy is a director. I think you're writer and director. Okay. Um, did Velvet Buzzhall, did Nightcrawler, a couple of my like favorite Jake Gyllenhaal movies, but really good movies. This one to me doesn't really hold up. Um, it's skippable. It's not Denzel's best by any means. I, I love Denzel a lot. I, I think Denzel might be like my favorite living actor. I never saw this and I, I kind of just saw the previews. I was like, okay. Like, I know he was nominated for best actor for this that year. And I was like, okay. But just never got around to seeing it. I was like, ah. and now I just now that you were recording, I was like, I think this will just be a blind spot for me. Yeah, maybe we can circle back to that best actor thing a little later down my list. Okay. And then I watched 2011. This was a re or rewatch, and I think honestly, my previous rating of this would have been trash. Okay. 2011. I watched The Lincoln Lawyer. Starring Matthew McConaughey. You really are. Uh, this movie is cash. Yeah, okay. This is a good movie. I don't know why I didn't like it my previous viewing. Uh-huh. I was definitely digging it on this one. Yeah. Freaking great movie. And then Lincoln Lawyer kind of led me into a... Uh, uh, you watched Lincoln. A crimey thing. Oh, okay. And then I wanted to watch something I've, I've never heard of. And I've seen this on cult classic lists before. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't... I don't know. 1996 movie called City Hall. Never seen this. Starring John Cusack and Al Pacino. It. I want to give it a. I want to give it a cash rating. Uh, It's barely cash. Al Pacino has some really, (laughs) really ridiculous monologues in this thing. Um, He plays a mayor of New York City. And John Cusack plays his deputy mayor. And it's more about John Cusack getting into this, like, this unfortunate thing happens where a kid is shot by a stray bullet. Mm. 
and there's a police, uh, 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 an officer involved, a criminal involved, and John Cusack kind of goes through like the corruption of City Hall and the police department and stuff. Like, just kind of, it's kind of a investigative thing. Okay. Um, I'm gonna call it Cash. Okay. I never, I had never seen it, and I think it's worth watching. It's 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 kind of it's it's early Cusack, and. The Pacino monologues in the way they're giving and the setting in the movie in which they're giving. One monologue is like at a funeral. Hmm. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? But I liked it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, 1996, City Hall. Oh, okay. 2018. Dragged across concrete. Starring Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Movie's cash. Is it? It's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's cool. I can't believe I hadn't seen it before. Uh, well, I guess I can believe because I think Mel, Mel Gibson's kind of like persona non grata. Or maybe he's kind of having a comeback. Yeah. But, man, I, I really like this movie. It is a cool cop. It's a, just a cool cop movie with a real interesting setting and tone. Okay. So I've avoided this movie. And all movies directed by this guy, S. Craig Zoller. Because I've heard from this podcast that they're overly violent. Is that how you say about Drag Across Concrete? I wouldn't say it's overly violent. There is one scene in particular that is like, holy shit, I cannot believe this is on a movie. Because it's short. It's not... It didn't make me queasy in any way. Did someone get dragged across concrete? No, no one ever gets dragged across concrete. That's just an old saying. Yeah, I I didn't find this movie any more violent than a Tarantino movie. Or anything like that. Because he also directed Bone Tomahawk. I think you watched. Yeah, both Tom Hawks. And then Brawl and Cell Block 99. Which I've seen that. I know that stars Vince Vaughn in like a gritty Vince Vaughn role. Okay. And I've heard great things about all three of these movies. That he gets great performances out of the actors and he tells like these gritty crime stories, but they're very violent movies. Yeah, Drag Cars Concrete. Highly recommend. Okay. It's great. And it is violent, but I don't think it's overly violent. 160 minutes? It's long. Who does this guy think he is? It's long, man. I had a weekend to myself. I fired this bad boy up at... I think I fired this movie up at 7 a.m. It was just... I was up. Yeah. And, I mean, I get up super early. Right. But I was up. I had the, the day to myself. Football wasn't starting till like, noon. Yeah. And I just put it on and, and let it rip. And you it, woke it, up. He had Cheerios and said, I do want to see something I, dragged across concrete. Mark, I did. That morning I had a bowl of Cheerios with a slice <laughs> of banana yeah. in it. And I think I did end up drinking like a whole pot of coffee watching this movie. Yeah. But it was, it was awesome. All right. Drag, okay, I might give it a try. Uh, rewatch, 1992. It was a cash movie. It remains a cash movie. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, it was cash. So great. Nothing to say about that. Um, 1995 rewatch. I thought it was a cash movie. I'm going to call it a cash movie again. Goldeneye. Mm. That's just a good James Bond movie. It, it kind of was like the rebranding of Bond. When, yeah. And, and of course, it was the new. It was the first Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. It's still fun. It's a fun Bond. As far as Bonds go, it's a fun Bond. And I think like the Pierce Brosnan Bonds are more fun than like the Daniel Craig sure. Bonds. Yeah. Um, and then I I dipped back into DC animated. 2016, uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans. 
Um, I'm going to give it a cash because uh, it has a lot of Damian Wayne, and he's just a really cool character in the animated. He, uh, Damian Wayne is Robin. I don't think that's really a spoiler. No. Um, no. In the animated series. Just a real, just is, is funny. And then I didn't really know much about the Teen Titans, so I was introduced to a couple of the Teen Titan characters. Mm. Um, and those movies are only like an hour and 15, so. So that's cool. And then I'm almost done, Mark. Yeah. No. And you can go through your list of 100. Um, rewatch 2013. Uh, Cash then, Cash now, Wolf of Wall Street. Don't need to say anything more about that. And then the movie I want to talk about a little bit, 2022, I know you've seen this, BJ Novak, Vengeance. I have seen this. Okay. Solace in 2022. And this is where I wanted to circle back on Academy Awards. Sure. I don't pay too much attention to them in recent years because they're all political and for the most part completely bullshit. Yeah. How this movie has not been talked about, this is a total Cash movie. How this has not been talked about at all in regards to the Academy Awards, I do not know mm. as far as just being a good movie. And then Ashton Kutcher is remarkable in this movie. No respect for Ashton Kutcher. He will be under the cloud of Kelso from that 70s show the rest of his life. Sure. But he is unbelievably good in this movie. And that's it. I'm throwing back that because Roman J. Uh, Israel Esquire, yeah. Denzel got nominated for Academy for that. Best actor. Fuck yeah. off. He lost to. Uh... He's so much better in a million other things. He's never been nominated for. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like the Academy Awards is bullshit. Yeah, I like the Academy Awards, but in a hundred and this year, more than any, I mean, if you follow the Best Actress nominations that happened this year. A hundred, like there was an investigation, like the Academy did an investigation. I was like, I don't know what that means. I just did an investigation on Will Smith. We all saw it, but they're like, we're, we're launching an investigation. <laughs> just like, okay. But the woman who was nominated for like a movie uh, that no one saw and played in like a dozen theaters. But she has a very powerful agent who has very powerful friends. And they all started like tweeting about it. And it's now the woman got nominated for a gang war. And I'm sure she gives a fine performance in it, you know, in this movie. But yeah, it is 100% uh, political. It's all... It That's is. it. I had Vengeance... I watched Vengeance... I mean, how much of this blame is on you, Mike? We, we have a platform. I watched Vengeance when it came out, and I said, Vengeance was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And here we are, seven months later, and Mike's like, no one's talking about this. Well, if you and I were ringing the Vengeance bell back in July... That's true. What could have happened? There's a thing, Novak. like, when you... You saw Vengeance already came out, mm-hmm. and I remember the only place I have heard any other than than you any kind of information about the movie Vengeance yeah. was on Fresh Art, Fresh Air on NPR. That's the kind of and people I run with. That's the you know that sh- I don't know if Vengeance even qualifies for the Academy Award honestly because I bo- I don't know if it had a theatrical release. Yeah, you know, and I think like. A studio has yeah. to, you know, you can do the Netflix thing where you go, where we're going to put this in <coughs> two theaters to get it qualified, or they go, this goes right to streaming. Like, yeah, and it's a thing, like, I don't, I don't dislike the Academy Awards, yeah. but I don't care anymore. Yeah. Because the more I, I, I realize, like, it just doesn't matter. And, like, the Academy, like, I used to try my best to sure. watch all the top movie nominations, 
And then I'm I'm thinking, there's at one point I'm like, Guardians of the Galaxy was the best thing I saw all that year. Mm. How is it not nominated? Nope. Nope got yeah. no love. No nope was awesome. I, Ten movies nominated, like, you don't nominate. And, like, Jordan Peele's kind of like... He's kind of an Academy darling. Like yeah. he, he's won an Academy Award. Like you don't know what I know. I I like the Academy Awards for like the conversation it creates about movies, which is like yeah, let's talk about movies. Who wins and who loses does not matter. It does, yeah, it, like I don't know. Like, it's cool when Parasite wins, but like when Green Book wins, it's like does it fucking matter? Like we all agree that there were eight other great like nominated movies other than Green Book. So like. I like to do, like, the, oh, who do I think is going to win? But if, um, you know, Tar wins Vex Pitcher over Maverick, where, like, well, Maverick is obviously the, you know, uh, more entertaining movie. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It saved theaters. Yeah. It saved theaters. Ah. We talked about Maverick. That's where all our ringing of bells went. We had no time to talk about Vengeance. We were ringing the Maverick bell. (laughs) Us and a billion other people were just like, Maverick's pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, I just like I watched I watched Vengeance and and I maybe I don't think it was a best picture thing. I mean, it, it has it, you know it has its ups and downs. How did it's you? A, it's a really good movie, but then yeah. like I was absolutely blown away by Ashton Kutcher's performance. He gives a great. He's amazing in it. I and love that. I was looking back at what I gave. So people have been nominated for William Hurt was nominated for uh, History of Violence. Yeah, I think Ashton Kutcher was had more screen time and dialogue in Vengeance than William Hurt had in A History of Violence. Oh, Viola Davis in Doubt. I think they they clock her screen time at like four four minutes. That's great performance. She's in one scene. Yeah. So like I'm thinking like why wouldn't he be in a conversation? Maybe it's yeah. it's the amount of, of work he did. But then I think back. I'm like no, it's bullshit. It's, it's, it's who yeah. it's who you it's know. Studios. It's it's who you can get behind you and on and in your side. Yeah. And yeah. I mean the whole you know the whole like I mean yeah, the conversation about the camp, but like it has like a kind of like dirty history of like the 90s and 2000s when you heard how much like Harvey Weinstein was really like controlling. The nominations, you know, uh, Shakespeare in Love wins because of how much politicking he did uh, for that over, you know, Sam Prior Ryan. There's a huge history of that. And and even just this year of this, I can't think of her name again. It's probably, she probably had a fine performance for a movie no one saw, but it's just like, well, but her agent knows uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Edward Norton and they can... Tell all their friends because that's who votes on it. Right. Or other actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, and it's the, just the like, oh no, she she should be nominated. And just like, well, I don't know, Viola Davis, right? She was awesome in uh, the Woman King, and she gets pushed out, or Nope doesn't get recognized because this lady has more friends in Hollywood than you know Kiki Palmer, who was great in Nope. Yeah. Again, I don't know. I don't think I was best picture nominated. Um, but yeah, Vengeance. People should watch Vengeance. It's on Peacock. Everybody gets Peacock. Right? Peacock's free, right? It is. It is. You can get a commercial free. version of Peacock for free, I believe. Or no, it's four dollars. It is. It is. I think it's free with commercials. Okay. And if you get premium, you get no commercials. Yeah. And if you I have, have the Comcast, you have premium for free. Yes, that's that, that's why I'm confused on it. Sounds like yeah, Comcast though. And did I watch it on Peacock? I thought it was. On, I think it's on all this. It might be on multiple streams. Yeah, I thought I watched it, it on Amazon. I remember it uh, premiering on on uh, Peacock, yeah. which is where I saw it. Uh, yeah, man, this is cool. 
I had it as my 20th favorite movie of the of the year, though, last year. Three and a half stars. Very solid. I forget. Uh, I didn't write a review. <laughs> uh, did I write a review? Nope. Didn't write a review. Three and a half stars. <laughs> out of four or out of five? Out of five. Letterbox style. When you when you watch that many movies, like you you're gonna have to expand your star rating to like twenty stars. Yeah, but I gotta fit it into the five that Letterbox provides me. You know, <laughs> but I do see people that go, yeah, this is a four and a half star because I gave it a ninety four. So they're going out of a hundred. They just gotta do the math to get it down to fit into their four stars. That's true, but or then eventually you, you have a cluster of movies that are all four and a half stars. Right, they're all four and a half, and then you gotta like. Then in your review, you gotta be like, okay, this is a four and a half, but really, I have this at like a four point one eight. But I'm, I, I, hey, I'm handcuffed to the system. Yeah, that's true. That's have. true. Um, what about you? What you, what about uh, any Academy Awards you want to complain about, or you just want to talk about what you watch? Yeah. Uh, hey, Academy, why are we recognizing Ambulance? That movie was awesome, and I had it at number nineteen, just above Vengeance. Uh, that movie, and it's Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> and his like coked out greatness. <laughs> I always told the one time, but I, I, again, I gave Amos three and a half stars, but I, was, I have it above Vengeance. I go, yeah, man, that movie was pretty dope in theaters to see. Like, that was just a fun time of uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and, um, oh, uh, what's his name? The guy from uh, Candyman, Yaya, uh, oh, what's his last name? Uh, he's great. He was also in um, Watchmen. But uh, they're just in an ambulance and trying to out, outrun cops. You know, it's interesting too because it, so much of a, of, a, of a rating, you know, comes from like when you watched it, yeah. where you watched it, what snacks you had, oh, yeah. if you had. I've snacks. had movies where, you know, on Letterboxd, they, they, then, you can watch, as, much, as many times you watch a movie, you can give as many different ratings as you want. Right. And then And then what... Maybe what kind of day you're having. Exactly. You know? I also have a podcast. It's funny, this guy, you know, they, they talk, they do movies too, but his, he has a scale. It's, it's like that chart, you know, of like, what, neutral, neutral, good, neutral, you've seen those? Like, yeah. Ultimately, his is just like, when he sees a movie, he has like a little six chart of just like, good movie, good day, good movie, bad day, good movie, you know, and he has like this little, of just like, hey, how, how you see a movie? Seeing a movie in theaters versus seeing a movie at home, like. That affects me. Ambulance was cool because it was in the theater. I had this giant screen. It was loud. I had popcorn. If I saw it at home, I would... you got the full Michael Bay. Yes, I I I got uh, I got uh, bait all over in in the theater <laughs> as it's intended. Where if I saw it at home, I'd probably be on my phone. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, but hey, that's how it is. Um, yeah, I only saw three movies, so uh, short list to kind of offset Mike's. Uh, <laughs> Two thousand twenty-two. On Netflix, this is a Norwegian film. And again, how we view movies affects my rating. I watched the 2022 movie Troll on Netflix. So this is on Netflix. It's Norwegian. It is dubbed in English, which I do I do think hurts the viewing. I don't, I don't know if there's a way on Netflix to change that and to just hear the actual Norwegian, but it's clearly the dubbed over. Um... I'm going to give this, uh, you know, on, on the uh, trash or cash, the, the skipper stream, this this is skip. Uh, it, cool effects, cool controls, but otherwise I was like kind of bored by the movie and I do think the dubbing hurts it a little bit. Can I confess something to you? Yeah. I started this movie twice. Okay. From the beginning, both times? Yep. Wow. I started that movie twice. Where did you give up? Um, after about eight minutes. Yeah, I, I, I kept it on towards the... 
towards the, there is some cool like visually it looks cool like the troll like they do a good job with like trolls but did you turn it off because it was boring I, t- I turned it off the first time I turned it off I'm like I just can't do this today I, yeah I I feel like I needed I know it was dubbed but I like I feel like I needed subtitles on anyway yeah that opening scene and, is rough when you're hearing the English over it yeah and then the second time I just think I thought you know maybe this just isn't good I'm just gonna bail now yeah, I it was one of those. It was one of the like when you go to Netflix. It's like, oh, here are the top ten movies. And it was like number like three. And I was like, that's good. And then I really liked the movie Troll Hunter. So I was like, cool, give me some more trolls. And this one just it, it wasn't happening for me. So right. skip it. Uh, made it out to theaters. I'm back. First time since November. I watched 2023 Knock at the Cabin from M Night Shyamalan. Oh. Um, rolling the dice rolling the dice man. this was I liked the book a lot so I was curious and I like Dave Bautista and Jonathan Groff and I'm uh, we, we've talked about old and how much I just I did not like old and there's a lot of MSU <laughs> movies I don't like this I think is hurt by some of the Shyamalanisms but I think this is also pretty good M. Night Shyamalan. Okay. So I'm going to give this barely stream it or go to theaters. I'm glad Track, you, cash. I'm, I'm glad you watched it because I was I want to see it, but then I'm like I'm not getting I'm not getting old it again. Yeah. Um I wasn't aware this was a book. Yeah, it, it's a pretty good that's you know, um Yeah, it's it's a pretty good book. Uh, by, by, by an author named Paul Tremblay. And it's funny because I like this author pretty decently. My, my problem with the author is that I think his books are are kind of like okay and then he writes these incredible endings. And every book, I'm like, that ending, man. You did it again, Paul Tremblay. My problem with Paul, with M. Night Shyamalan is like, alright, I'm, I'm, I'm on the old beach with you, M. Night. Bring me home, and then he sometimes has incredible endings, like The Sixth Sense, or you know, um, you know, Signs is pretty unbreakable, and then sometimes he brings in Big Pharma and Old, and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> this is this is trash. So it was like a, I really like this book. I like the ending, but I also know that M Night wrote the script, and author, you know, you can read a book, and a, and a director writer can say. We're taking the concept, but we can change whatever we want. And there, there are some changes. There's some, some things true to the book. And I was like, I don't know where he's going with this. And solid, I mean, on Letterboxd, three stars. But I'll give this a cash. But, okay. I mean, if you're ranking M. Night, it's it probably like mid-tier M. Night. It, you know, it's it's not Unbreakable, Signs, uh, Sixth Sense, how your mileage varies on Village, or even Split. It's probably right underneath that. Really, it's above old. <laughs> is where I have that. I mean, I, I think old... I have it above village. I, I feel I, like old may be the bottom. Uh, hap- the happening, I think, also is down there in old territory. Though I I, I think... I saw it the one time, and I... I've seen it once, and I, I think it gets the edge because of Zoe Deschanel, and that's it. Uh, that's the only reason. 
I don't really know her role in the movie. I just remember she's, she's in it. She's Wahlberg's wife. So I think I don't know if that helps me because I was like, I don't know. If, I don't know if I like Zoe Deschanel. That I mean, much. I liked the TV show she was on on TV. Yeah. So and I and I liked uh, the show. I liked um, uh, Elf. No. Property Brothers. I hate Elf. <laughs> no, the she's married to one of the Property Brothers. I can't think of it, but the show with with. Um, Bones? No. She I, gets a little Emily Deschanel credit. Sister. I did love Bones. Uh, uh, the, the, the Adams book. Um, Wait, the Adams book? I can't think. I, I don't know. The space, Adams Family? The, 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 the space book. John the, Adams. The, 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 by Adams. Uh, Douglas Adams. Uh, I don't know who that is. Now he plays Bilbo's in it. He's in The Office. The British Office. Is this a big movie? Yeah, yeah. It's the Hobbit? Hey, why can't I think? You know the name and you're trolling me right no, now. No, I have no idea. It stars Martin Freeman and Zoe Deschanel? Yes. Why can't I come up with the name All of the right, book or the gonna, movie? I'm going to look it up. Douglas Adams. It's a famous book. And Zoe. It's a pretty good movie. <laughs> Deschanel. With Martin Freeman? Okay, yeah. so here's her. The Bridge of Terabithia? No, no. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Hitchhiker's Galaxy. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> I've never seen it or read it. So when you were saying the author's I didn't know this. <laughs> um, I don't know. Martin Freeman was in that. Yeah, he's the main character. Okay. And then one other movie. Um, you know, not a great slate. So I guess this has to be my recommendation. I saw this on Peacock. Uh, so I am giving this a stream it. I watched the 2022 slasher movie, Sick. Uh, it's fun. It's, it's How do they spell that? S-I-C-K? Regular? Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> the regular version of, uh, of Sick. It's it's a COVID movie. It's a, it's a COVID slasher. And there's nothing to it. It's pretty formulaic. It's written by uh, Kevin Williamson, who did the first four screams. You see the scream DNA all over it. It is kind of making fun of the... of or Not taking fun, but kind of has that like scream... Um, you know, self-awareness, so, you know, they're kind of some humor in it. It's just kind of funny watching it. You know, not that we're out of COVID or anything, but just when you had to go to the store, like, I blocked in my mind of, like, oh, shit, remember when they put arrows in grocery stores and you had to, like, walk down a certain aisle? Yeah, and stand on the spot. Yeah, or going home and, like, wiping down your Cheerios with a disinfectant. Right, yeah, yeah. And then you find out, it's like, you didn't have to do that. Yeah, just spraying... Picking up your UPS package with rubber gloves off outside your house. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, nothing great. Not, nothing earth-shattering. This, this isn't, like, amazing horror, but for a 90-minute movie, uh, just, like, a straight-up slasher movie. It's, it's people and someone's, someone's slashing them. The, the best part of this movie is its direction, and it's just how good directing can elevate... A very simple concept. Um, there's a, It's like... I saw this in another review, and it perfectly put it... It was like, there's some like handheld camera John Wick camera work for very straightforward, you know, not John Wick-style action, but just horror movie action, you know? Knife guy and trying to get away from knife guy. And I was like, this looks so cool, what they're doing with the camera. And that's probably the best part of the movie, but... Yeah, that's solid. It's on Peacock. If you need a good spook scare or just like slashers, I I I recommend that one. Add it to my watch list. Um, 
the next, you know, you know what's funny about Sick? I, it kind of has this with bodies over it. But now that I, I watch, you know, horror movies, for as long as we've watched them, they're, I mean, you know, Halloween, they're babysitters, right? They're in high school. And that's kind of the trope is, oh, they're high school kids. And now I'm getting older. You know, I started watching horror movies, and they were all older than me. And you get to that now they're the same age. And now now I'm at the part where like, I'm, the, I'm an old man watching horror movies. I was like, man, these fucking kids, one, are so young looking, and they're kind of annoying. <laughs> like, kids are obnoxious. <laughs> Not that I should be rooting for the bad guys sometimes. I'm like, oh, man, these young people and their music. Right. Turn it down. Oh, um, uh, that is a really cool movie poster. For sick? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the red, the red with the black. Yeah, yeah. that's dynamite. So yeah, and um, it's funny. I crammed. I, I picked it because I had about an hour forty, and it comes in under that. I was like, "Yep, let's throw this on." I can always trust horror when I need to fit a movie in under an hour forty five minutes. Yeah, they, they usually a good. There's usually yeah. something available yeah. that yeah. Because you know, if you only have an hour forty five, you could kill a lot of that time scrolling. So it's like, just go to the horror section. They're all going to be under 90 minutes. Find one. Yeah. We watched two other movies. Uh, both kind of fit in that criteria of, you know, comedy. Outside of Bridesmaids or anything else uh, produced by Judd Apatow. You can typically get these in under an hour 45. We watched the 2014 sequel to the 2011 movie Horrible Bosses. We watched Horrible Bosses 2. Horrible Bosses. Um, what was the theme again? Oh, work sucks. Work sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? For these guys... I won't give too much away about how I viewed these, but I had to agree. Uh, Horrible Bosses, directed by uh, Seth Gordon, who also directed Baywatch and uh, one of Mike's f- favorite Christmas movies, Four Christmases. Uh, <laughs> written by, uh, speaking of Bones, John Francis Daly, who was on Bones. Yeah. Uh, he also wrote uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. He was in Freaks and Geeks, too. Freaks and Geeks. Well, he was on Freaks and Geeks, but he's on also Christmas written... Too. Spider-Man Homecoming, Vacation, and the upcoming Dungeons & Dragons movie, starring Chris Pine. Um, along with uh, his writing partner, Jonathan Goldstein, and um, additional writing credits from Michael Markowitz, who only got credit for this. Uh, starring Jason Bateman, Charlie Day, Jason Sudeikis, Jennifer Aniston, Colin Farrell, Kevin Spacey, Jamie Foxx. Quite the cast. Horrible bosses. For Nick, Kurt, and Dale, the only thing that would make their daily grind more tolerable would be to grind their intolerable bosses into dust. Quitting is not an option, so with the benefit of a few too many drinks and some dubious advice from a hustling ex-con, the three friends devise a convoluted and seemingly foolproof plan to rid themselves of their respective employees, employers permanently. Horrible bosses. Ever wish your boss was dead? Uh, have you seen Horrible Bosses before? I had, yeah. What uh, did you think about on, on, on a review? Um, on a rewatch? That's what they're called, yeah. Not a review. I, I think... Uh, it's okay. It's fine. I just was looking at my diary. I'm like, I watched a lot of movies from 2011 in the uh, last two weeks. This yeah. movie... Uh, Bridesmaids. Yeah, same there. And then that other movie I watched. But, yeah, I mean, it. I remember seeing it and liking it. And I'm a big Always Sunny fan, so Charlie Day, like, he's one of my favorites. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I think it, it was okay. I, I'd only seen this one time, probably back in 2011 when this came available to rent or something. And I kind of got like, oh, that's funny. And then I just never thought about it ever again. Until we did this for this theme, I said, oh, 
Horrible Bosses. Horrible Bosses 2 is on HBO. Let's do Horrible Bosses. I thought this movie was incredibly funny based solely on the performances in the movie. That those three guys are just so funny and so quick-talking, quick-witted that they're just a million jokes going throughout this entire movie. Now, even when yeah. the story lulls, those guys are just saying so many funny things that I watched, I was like, this is funny. Like, why don't I hold this in the same esteem of, like, The Hangover or, you know, a Will Ferrell, like, Anchorman or something? I've only seen it one time, and no one talks, no one's like, ah, oh, Horrible Bosses, quoting Horrible and, Bosses, but I just thought it was hilarious. That's a, you know, they have such good chemistry and yeah. timing together, um, but there really isn't, there really isn't the the tagline thing um, in there. Like, there isn't the quote. Yeah. And I think that's why you forget about it. I mean, it is funny and they're funny together. Yeah. Uh, but they, yeah, there's... I don't know. And I think, I mean, I was looking, like, Bridesmaids came out the same year. Yeah. This came out. There was a lot of movies like this coming out around in the, in that. Yeah. yeah. Hangover, I believe, is like, Two years earlier, yeah, which I mean, probably right, kicks us off the R-rated. Yeah, right in that zone. Yeah. Uh, and there, so I think it's easy for things like you may have seen it before, but it's easy to, when there's so much to choose from, they just eventually just fall through the cracks. Yeah, yeah, I, I think this happened with it, which is just um, a thirty-five million dollar budget, two hundred and nine million dollars uh, grossing. 69% on Rotten Tomato, based on 220 reviews. The consensus reads, it's nasty, uneven, and far from original, but thanks to a smartly assembled cast that makes the most of a solid premise, it works. Uh, so we do get a sequel just three years later in 2014. Uh, the Pretty much the entire cast returns, minus Colin Farrell. Um, joining them is Chris Pine, Christoph Waltz, and Jonathan Banks. Uh, Sean Anders comes to direct. He uh, did Daddy's Home 1 and 2 and the just released Apple TV movie uh, Spirited from last Christmas. Um, which I didn't see. Uh, Horror Bosses 2. Dale, Kurt, and Nick decide to start their own business, but things don't go as planned because of a slick investor prompting the trio to pull off an, a harebrained and misguided kidnapping scheme. Horrible Bosses 2, new crime, same tools. Was this your first time watching Horrible Bosses 2? It was. Yeah. Uh, did you, before you saw this, did you have any thought when this came up as a uh, our movie to watch? I had, first off I was like, have I seen it? Uh-huh. I wasn't sure because I remember seeing Horrible Bosses in the theater and liking it. Yeah. I would have thought I would have went to see Horrible Bosses 2, but I hadn't. This was the first time. So I I had no... I was scared it was going to be absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. I, like, total trash. Yeah. Like, like how? why would they do a sequel to, to this? Sure. They didn't do Bridesmaids 2. Why would they do Horrible Bosses 2? Yeah. They know. did Hangover 2, though. They did do Hangover 2. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I have never seen this. I also thought it was watching as like... It was after watching Horrible Bosses 1. I go, wait, have I seen Horrible Bosses 2? Because I feel like there's scenes I remember in Horrible Bosses that I thought was in Horrible Bosses. I was like, well, they didn't do that. So did I, have I seen it? 
And then as I watched it, I was like, some of this is familiar, but also I don't think I've seen this. However that works. Um, Horrible Losses, $42 million budget, $107 million uh, grossing, 35% on Rotten Tomato based on 155 reviews. May trigger a few belly laughs among big fans of the original, but all in all, it's a waste of a strong cast and fails to justify its own existence. Uh, we'll start with the good. What did you like about Horwasses 2? Um, in this particular case, this is a positive, and I know that I'm sure I've used this exact same uh, argument as a negative for other movies. Sure. But for me, a positive, it was because it was more of the same. Yeah. That worked for me in this. Um, and it is because of the cast. Those three guys are really good together. And they're, and, and they all, they're not three guys doing the same thing. They're three guys doing playing three different characters. Yeah. They're doing the same for... I, it's hard for me to explain. Like, Jason Sudeikis is doing a funny thing, which is yeah. different than Charlie Day's funny thing, which is massively different than Jason Bateman's yeah. thing. They're all doing their own thing together. That's what makes it so funny. I wrote this down. So I go... So What I liked about that, it's they're three idiots. Like, there's not a smart guy in the group. Even as much as Jason Bateman like kind of plays a smart guy, like he's an idiot too. But I wrote so I wrote Charlie Day is chaotic idiot. Sudeikis is playing a swarmy idiot, and Bateman has that perfect deadpan idiot. And I think that's what makes it work. Is there there are three levels? They're all doing their comedy thing, but they're staying in their lane, and it just works perfectly together. Mm -hmm. That Charlie Day just does this great, always sunny like chaotic he's yelling he's up you know just get up here and playing this like perfect he doesn't know what he's doing fool the just the uh what do you call uh, uh, sides or tags that jason baby every time he's saying something under his breath is just so funny when when they when they meet motherfucker jones again and he calls them colonizers and <laughs> they're all what i love is all three talk at the same time and it's, you just hear different things of the, of all of them just doing a joke at some point. Just Jason Baby just say that was a long time ago. <laughs> just throw that in there. Or when he gives him his watch, he's like, "You could you can borrow my watch." Yeah. Just, you know, Sedakis just is so funny as like you know his like you know, horn dog character, but then he's also like if you everything in the movie he's constantly just like agreeing with whatever the last person said so like when you know they're talk, when they're going to sell the thing and he's just like oh, I can, Charlie Day's like oh, I, have, I have triplets I can, I can use the money he's like oh, I could use the money and then Baby just goes we should bet ourselves and then he immediately just goes yeah we could bet on ourselves <laughs> like that's his whole thing it's just uh, those three guys are just they work so well together yeah. and because of the way they play it even if there's not like a lot of you know, the plot is whatever, but just them talking throughout the whole movie, there's just jokes every minute of the movie. There's not a time where no one's trying to make a joke. Yeah. Yeah. If you watch the outtakes, I mean, it just feels like they're also just riffing. I feel like that comes across in the movie of like, these guys seem to be having fun. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. And then Chris Pine kind of fits in. He works. Yeah. yeah. He gets in there and he, you know, he's fitted. That, that scene, you know, where they're just doing the... Yeah, he also plays a version of, of an idiot. That is just fun. Like when they meet him for the first time, they're doing the the classy handshake. I just I found that so funny. They just like <laughs> they do the elbow. And he's like, hey, that's a classy handshake. <laughs> and then Charlie Day fucks it up. They're like it's just it's it's just funny. Yeah, uh, how they were. And, and that's why the the big thing was like those three guys are just 
they work very well. And I don't know, even if this was like the Hangover cast, I don't know if it works as well because of how much they're, how much they have to talk. Yeah, I, it's the it's the it's the speed, the yeah, frequency the speed. that they that, really got down perfect. Yeah, I mean Charlie Day from Always Sunny, like kind of plays like they're not. They're just playing the characters they play. Yeah. And it just worked. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Sinead's from SNL and just like, so he's just doing his thing. I don't know if he kind of plays this like, I've never seen Ted Lasso, but I was like, I like Jason Sudeikis, I think. Yeah. I mean, I like Jason Sudeikis, but his, his character, the the details of his character in uh, those movies, I don't buy that much. Like, especially you start off in, in the beginning of the first movie. You know, we're going through all the three guys' yeah. jobs and how shitty they are, and and he liked his boss, and 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 he's just like you know a bad situation that turned him south. But I'm like, oh, he's a company man and stuff. But then like all of a sudden he's this company man, but now he's like this womanizer company man, and I could never buy him as that that angle of his character. Yeah. I never bought in either of these movies. Um, I liked, I liked. I liked his jokes and yeah. I liked his timing and his stuff, but that that part to me seemed out of place. Yeah, it's it, his is it, it's so funny that there's outside of Charlie Day, these guys. There's not a lot. To, there, there's really no character. You're kind of just like I know Jason Bateman, so I I I know who uh, Nick is. He, we so he he's like a financial guy, but like. He doesn't have a family. He doesn't like. There's no backstory for for him at all. It's just like yeah, it's just basically. he's like a career guy. Yeah, and then yeah, Sadekis kind of too. It's just like, I guess that's just he's just kind of playing himself, kind of. But the woman I just think is funny. So he does sleep with um, uh, Dale's boss. Dale's boss, yeah. and then um, Kevin Spacey's wife. Yeah. Um, or is he just, is he just, like, just a blowjob? <laughs> uh, and this one, like, I don't even know if he's a womanizer as much as he's just, like, like a horny dude. Because we don't see him with women. Right, yeah. Yeah, like, he doesn't have to use his, you know, his womanizing ways at any. I think he's, I, that's another place that when they're hiring people, and then at the end when they have to explain sexual harassment to him, I just thought it was very funny. I do feel like for the sequel, they did just kind of said you three are just, you're inept, stupid people. And just said, yeah. They seem more competent in the first one. And then this yeah. one's just like, oh, you guys are dumb. Like, But I think that, I mean, but it kind of works, though, because... Like, oh, yeah. They're going out on their own. Do, they have no idea about starting a business. Yes. And that there's so much fun. I mean, just they're on the the show where they're doing the Good Morning LA, and just them having no, no idea what they're doing. It's yeah. Just, you know, Arguing about shower, shower buddy versus shower daddy, I was just laughing. Of just like, why would your buddy be in the shower? It's like, why would your dad? And then, and then, and then they also had those uh, Jason Bateman sides where he's like, oh, our friend, uh, our friend Dale, he had this idea, and then Bateman under his breath just like, don't go to Dale. <laughs> it's, just, it's very funny. Um, yeah, and then the addition of Chris Pine. Um, we got our full Chris Austin Collins. Power moment. Yes. Yeah. It was like that. They can go a little. Part of me was like. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna qualify this in my mind as as like a homage to Austin Powers. Yeah. Um, other than just because no one sees it. And then yeah. Other no than one just reacts a, to a it. Copy. Yeah. So so that kind of is fun. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they're doing this sight gag that no one reacts to. And then the biggest laugh of, of that opening scene was just them saying the name of their company and Keegan-Michael Key's reaction to, like, I'm not hearing that, right? Right, right. And then, of the website. And yeah. then immediately, oh yeah, of the website, and then it cuts to them in the car. I can't believe we never said that out, out loud. <laughs> <laughs> they just wrote it down. It's like, yeah, n- never said it out loud. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, you know, I was pretty surprised with Chris Pine. I always think of him as such a dramatic actor. Yeah. Um, that he was, he was pretty good in a comedic role. Um, the scene in the car with the middle seat. Yeah. Like, th- there's two scenes in this movie that define the comedy. That was one. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I just thought that was hilarious. Because, I mean, it's really, the whole middle seat thing is just for camera. For camera, yes. And then the fact that they worked it into this funny joke. Oh, he always sits in the middle. In the yeah. second movie yeah. is just so funny. Um, that that was great. Yeah. There's something that, you know, of not only the um kind of addressing those things but then I, I the callbacks all kind of worked from like the first movie um, I, I never found them cheap I just when Kevin Spacey says I like how he bent you over the barrel and showed you all 50 states <laughs> I just thought it was so I, I was like that's funny that, that is funny that they that was, kind of or get like just worked that back yeah, in yeah that to, was a funny one yeah um, the other scene and I was in tears for this scene and I don't know if it was that funny or just struck me right yeah it was when the maid is putting the clothes in the closet. Yeah. And Dale's got to... She moves the clothes and Dale's got to scoot over. Moves the clothes, he's got to scoot over. I was in... I was literally yeah. crying. I was laughing so hard for that. It that, just hit me right. That scene... There was a lot of funny in that scene when Chris Pine... What, just him being an asshole who's like... I'm making my maid's day by telling her she's, you know, by playing, by playing a joke on her on her birthday. Uh, but I, I burst out laughing. There's a, there's a part in that where he's talking to a guy on the phone. He takes his shoe off. She trips over the first shoe and then he hits her in the head with the second shoe. I just laugh. It's just so like perfectly like, it's just funny to me. Like it, maybe I was just saying a really good move. Watch this, but that someone getting hit in the head with a shoe, maybe, maybe another throwback to Austin Powers. Or, uh, maybe I don't know, but it just it made me laugh that she just hit the face square. Shoot, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I like Chris Pine. I just oh, I, I, I always like, but I also think of him as a dramatic actor. I like him as a dramatic actor, and then this kind of shows like yeah, he's he can do comedy too. Like he kind of has that. He shows a little comic chops in Star Trek. Sure, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, this really he opened it up on this one. Yeah, he kind of has that like. I don't know, like, Chris Hemsworth has done this too, where it's just like, yeah, I get it. Like, I'm very handsome. I'm, I'm a superhero, but I can be the butt of a joke too. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's funny. Um, I, I thought, as far as car chases go, I thought that was pretty good. I like that car chase. Yeah. It's a good, good, nice little action scene in the thing. Um, some of the gat, you know, Beating the train, and then, you know, it's like, we weren't supposed to lose the cops, yeah. and just having to wait. Stopping. I'll wait for it, yeah. Them eating the, like, there were just, like, little things in there. And, again, it's just those guys just talking uh, about Charlie Day saying he probably could have peed in the time, and then just eating the licorice uh, was funny. And then the fence gag was also, like, just, just laugh that they drug, drug the whole fence. Um, what What didn't work for you with... Horror bosses too. Um. Yeah, I think I mentioned it. Like the I just the David Sudeikis womanizing thing. I don't buy. Yeah. It's not like. 
Maybe it's don't buy him as a womanizer. I don't really know anything about Jason Statham. Yeah. I like the movies I've seen with him. I think he's a good actor for that role. That uh, he's a good comedian. Yeah. I don't know anything really else. So that didn't really work for me. Um, I thought Jennifer Anderson should have been in it more. She's I, in this, this small part, and then she shows back up, and then uh, she. I just I liked her in the first one. I about. probably should have had this in the what I liked. Both her and the Kevin Spacey cameo are very funny and they they work and i thought yeah they probably should have been a little more especially her i didn't really like him as just cameos i i yeah especially her she was in such a bigger role in the first one that i thought i thought she would be in it more yeah yeah she's very good in both these movies yeah i think she's so yeah she's very funny and i mean i don't like i mean other than Friends, I don't know a lot about. I mean, she was in. She's in that movie with Jason Sudeikis, isn't it? Just, where they're out on the road trip. Oh yeah, yeah we're the middle. The fake, the fake family. Yeah, yeah. I think she's a pretty good com- comedic actress. She is yeah, a, I mean, she's great in Friends for as Rachel. I like the breakup. I thought that was pretty. That's a good movie. That's fine. Um, I don't remember that one. Then she did oh, Murder Mystery, which I, I didn't see. But yeah, she did the. Yeah. She has a couple Sandler movies under her belt, which you know. Um, yeah, I, uh, her post friends career as oh, she's an good actress. in that Ben Stiller movie, Long Came Polly. Yeah, oh, I, I like a Long Came Polly. Yeah, yeah. Movie. Um, that being said, I, all those movies I, I don't really remember them. This I'm going on a limb and say this is the funniest I've ever found Jennifer. Yeah, Anderson other than Rachel, th- this is the character I do remember yeah. Jennifer Aniston from. Is, yeah. yeah, and it's such a great like juxtaposition of. Rachel of like what you remember from Rachel and her just like playing this like sex addict is I think that's where a lot of the comedy comes from is just hearing NBC's Rachel saying you know talking about you know cocks and balls right yeah a yeah. lot of the humor comes from yeah that. um yeah as far as what we what I didn't like is that not that this is us like the same but it, it's kind of the same movie it's it, you know they, they kind of do the premise, but I also think they kind of realize it and just go, the plot's not that important to this movie. Like, it, it really is just like, eh, it's, a, it's a kidnapping and we're just going to get them in some funny scene. We're going to get them to Chris Pines and we're going to get Jennifer Aniston in it and then we're going to, you know. Yeah. They're the horrible bosses this yeah. time. Not because they're assholes, because they're dumb. Right. Yeah. I didn't buy that. I actually had that in, uh, you know, when we do, would you like to see a, a sequel? I go, what if they're the horrible bosses? But I guess their ineptitude of how to run a business did make them horrible. That's what I thought. That's what I kind of got. Oh, yeah. I just thought uh, in this, I thought like, oh, Christoph Waltz is a horrible boss, right? But I guess he's really not their boss. He's their customer. <laughs> um, yeah. Any any other not Yeah, I mean, that, for, like, for me and like, like I've said before, like it's more of the same yeah. and it worked for me in this. Yeah. Some movies it may not. This one it did. Yeah. We, we, we've kind of talked to talked about I think what helps with this one is that with the first one and this it's like hangover for example I don't like hangover 2 we did hangover 2 and I was like eh, it's the same movie with it but I think what works so much for hangover was that the story of hangover was a big part of what also made it funny is losing dog having to backtrack like all that was very funny what made horrible bosses funny wasn't that they were trying to kill their bosses it was just those three guys and so, if it's more of the same, it's like, well, it's what I liked about the first one. 
And so you just do it again. I kind of, you know, would we like to see more of this is these three guys to me, it's like, they're the three stooges. Take these three characters and put them in any scenario, and I'll probably think it's funny. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's that's where I am with them, where, like, the Hangover movie is like, not that those guys aren't funny, uh, but when you just did the same movie again, but in Thailand, I noticed it a lot more versus this, where it's like, yeah, these guys are saying a bunch of different jokes this time. Yeah. Um, I like Jamie Foxx as well. Oh, just this little side character with yeah. a funny name and then always sucking on a straw just made me laugh. And the way he looked around, he's always sucking on a straw and looking sideways at those guys and I just thought it was so funny. Yeah, he, he's doing a lot of a lot with his face. I'm trying to remember more, was it there were more funny things in the first one or this one? I love the origin, him telling that the origin of Motherfucker Jones. <laughs> just where they're and then it all it's, it's those three guys of their reaction of like oh no I don't like where this is going and then it's just like I just stole her money and it's like oh you should call you change your name to motherfucker over Jones <laughs> uh, but this was also very funny just I love his de- how defensive he is about everything yeah and just yeah I got kitties or yeah I want to open a pink berry <laughs> like, and his terrible negotiating jo- the, yes. that that theme is so funny yeah I, when Charlie Day calls it out it's just like there's a, you can be in the middle <laughs> Like, you're so bad at this. Of him going, I need $5,000. I need $600. <laughs> Give me your watch. 51% of the company. Yeah. Okay, 2% of the company. 2%. And then the great payoff, the last time he does it, and Jason Bay is like, all right, I got to hear this out. And then he tells him, you know, you guys are criminals. He's like, it's never good advice. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's funny in this. Um, would you like to see a sequel now... 12 years later, Horrible Bosses 3. No, no, no. No, I think we're good. I'm going to say, yeah. I don't, again, I don't know, Jason, I, Jason Day's on Ted Lasso. I'm sure he's doing a fine job. I haven't seen it. I don't think Bateman or Charlie Day have lost their fastball. I'm sure. Oh, you know, has it. if they made a Horrible Bosses 3, would I watch it? Yeah. yeah. I don't think we need a Horrible yeah. Bosses 3. Well, this is what would you like to see a Horror Bosses 3? Did we need I'm, I'm going to stick with the no. Yeah. I'm going to say yeah. I, like Again, three these guys are three stooges. Put them, yeah, Horror Bosses 3. They don't even, just have them run a summer camp. Now just take the plots from Ernest movies. And put what three guys what if they these three were in a movie together, not under the franchise of Horrible Bosses, would you go watching it thinking it was a spiritual successor to Horrible Bosses? I would think that, and honestly, I'd probably like that more. I think the Horrible Bosses concept, much like the Hangover concept, hurts a franchise, like, and, uh, with a lot of comedies. It's like, you can't do a lot of these because it's like, but you have funny people in a funny premise that they wanted to kill their bosses. I was like, okay, well, how do we how do we get these three guys to keep committing crimes? But then at the end, they get away with crime. I think that kind of hurts it. Like a third one, like, what are they, like, they going to rob a bank or something? Where now it's just like, okay, take these three guys and just put them in a different movie. Like, they're just three dads and their kids are going to prom. And funny stuff happens there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I actually like that. And then I sit in the theater in the back of my mind, I go... That's Nick, Dale, and Kirk. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see the, the trio together again. Yeah. But that's why I'm a no on the Horrible Bosses. Thing. What if um, 
Charlie Dangerous and Sudeikis showed up in Ozark as like drug uh, dealer rival drug dealers for like a like a six episode arc, and but so we get a lot of those three guys just kind of. Uh, well, that would uh, that make Ozark that make that season weird. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it would make more sense if uh, Jason Bateman and Charlie Day showed up on Ted Lasso. Yeah, show I've not seen. No, it would make more sense if those two showed up on Always Sunny. Always Sunny, yeah. <laughs> it's probably more obvious, yeah. Just have them go to that would make more Sunny. sense. Yeah. Because they did fuck everybody by uh, Danny DeVito's character somehow, anyways. Yeah. Uh, and that show, I mean, a lot of crimes being committed. Oh, every episode, so. yeah. Uh, what about a remake of Horrible Bosses? Is it time to get fresh new faces? <laughs> Today's Charlie Day, which I think is still Charlie Day. Uh, today's Jason Sudeikis. Today's Jason Bateman. I'm going to go, no, we're not ready for the remake. Yeah. No on the remake. I was blown away that this movie was that old. I don't... Yeah. I can't believe it was 10 years old. Right. But, no. Yeah. I mean, the concept... I think two is a concept you could remake. I mean, you don't call it horrible bosses, but like the idea of like funny people kidnapping somebody. Also, it's a thing that exists, like in comedy movies, is, is the kidnapping gone wrong. Yeah. 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 We, we don't probably we don't need to remake horrible bosses, but if there was a movie starring three funny people, I, again, I don't know who these funny people are in two thousand twenty three. They, I'm sure they exist. But if it's three bumbling people trying to pull off a kidnapping, I'd probably watch it. Yeah, I'd see where it goes. Um, also, him writing kidnapping was also just made me laugh. And it was um, <laughs> Jason Bateman's just... Yeah, he's just so... Going back to like his uh, Arrested Development, just he has just mastered this deadpan way of addressing something stupid happening. And him just... What's kidnapping? It's kidnapping with an extra P. It is. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so. Jason Bateman makes me laugh, and it makes me more mad at Team Wolf too. That should have been funnier. Sure. Yeah. No. <laughs> the more I watch this, hadn't found himself yet. Yeah. What character from? I'll give you the horrible bosses universe. Oh boy. Is most deserving of a spinoff, and really all that does is it includes Colin Farrell, and his dad. Most deserving. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody else in one, or or that you would like to see. That you that they're like, this character is getting a spinoff movie released to a streamer or theaters. You're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, for I'd ha- the obvious would have to be Jennifer Aniston's character. Yeah, that would be the one, the only one I would really care, just because she's so obnoxious. Yeah. She's her the- running a dental practice. It's a workplace comedy. Okay. Yeah. And while she battles uh, sex addiction. Yeah. Yeah. I also like, um, I would like to see Motherfucker Jones running a Pinkberry. Running his Pinkberry empire. Okay, yeah. And just kind of like, you know, it, he, it's not horrible bosses. He's actually a great boss. <laughs> but, you know, what comes with Motherfucker Jones? Uh, r- Running in uh, Froyo shops. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Can you actually put Captain Crunch on Froyo at Pinkberry? I've never been to a Pinkberry, but like the yogurt shops here, yeah, you absolutely could do that. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. I don't, I don't. They have a lot of cereal options to top your. Interesting. Yeah, I found that. They were talking about that, and I was like, well, that's interesting because like 
Crunch like, might just be a flavor. I like Captain Crunch. Yeah. But I ain't eating yogurt. Yeah. I ain't eating. I, I ain't eating ice cream. Oh. They can call it Froyo all they want, but I ain't eating ice cream. I don't touch that shit. Oh man, as a guy who eats ice cream, frozen yogurt is not ice cream. <laughs> it's it can try to want to be ice cream, but if you're really craving ice cream and you get some frozen yogurt, you're like, it's you can't not feel disappointed because <laughs> you're not eating ice cream. Gotcha. It's just different. It's, it's it's fine, but it's not ice cream. Gotcha. Yeah, but yeah, you top top of all types of shit. But it also just might be a Captain Crunch. Flavored um, uh, ice, uh, frozen yogurt. And he's right. White people line up the block for their pink bags. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think what really also helps with these movies is, especially in the first one, their three bosses were also very funny and interesting. That honestly, any of them, like, you kind of want to live in their world a little more. Jennifer Aniston, Colin Farrell, like the co- cokehead son, and Kevin Spacey as, you know, his, you know, just awful type of boss he is. Um, and then, do you need to see the first horrible bosses to appreciate horrible bosses too? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think you could just watch two. Yeah, I honestly think you could jump in. You might be like, the hell's Kevin Spacey doing in here? Or At this point, you would be like, why is Kevin Spacey in a movie? Why is Kevin Spacey? Yeah. Like, he, he's like we didn't, blacklisted. We didn't digitally replace him with, uh, yeah. So, uh, what was the movie where they, I can't even think of the actor. Was it Donald Sutherland that they replaced him with? There was a movie that he, it was right after his, his whole thing broke. Well, they reshot um, that movie with uh, Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer, right? Yeah. Yeah, they re- they reshot like all his scenes. Yes. With Christopher Plummer, yeah. Yeah, why isn't Christopher Plummer about the ki- the kidnapping gone wrong? Yeah, <laughs> kidnapping, I believe. <laughs> uh, yeah, why why isn't he just uh, digitally uh, reshot? Yeah, just, yeah, I don't know. know. Uh, reshot in there. Yeah. Or, or, you know, when uh, Jennifer Aniston shows up at the hotel and Sadiq is like, oh, I've also had sex with her. You're like, no, you didn't. I saw this movie. Yeah, you missed that part from the first one. But other than that, I think you can just jump in. Yeah, I think you could, yeah. They, they fill you in right there in Good Morning L.A. Everything you need to know. Um, all right. You, you're, you're feeling, you had a rough day at work. Your boss has been horrible. You're like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to watch a horrible boss. Which one are you putting on first? Boy, gosh, me just thinking about that. Cl- that scene in the closet makes me want to put on two because mm. that I mean that was so funny to me Whew. it's tough they're more the same I don't know man I, this I, is the hard this is one of the harder I mean, ones I I watch these a day apart I liked Horrible Bosses I was like this is a funny movie they should get more yeah people should talk about Horrible Bosses more I watched Horrible Bosses too and my initial thought was this is the better movie. I think Horrible Bosses 2 is funnier. And so, because it's a comedy, and I'm, you know, I'm not watching for it, just, it's just laughs per minute, I'm putting Horrible Bosses 2 on. I think la- jokes per minute, this wins. I think maybe the reins are off these guys a little more, and they're just, it's more, more dialogue. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there was not a lot in the script, but if you actually did like a transcript, I feel like this was a, uh, Twice as big as, as the first one. <laughs> if you wrote out everything that was said. 
um, what's that stenographer? If a stenographer watched this, you know, her, her 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 role would be uh, huge. Yeah, but if she's in shorthand, yeah, her her script might be longer than the other stenographer's script. Yeah, because just the well, you use the same stenographer. You you have okay, to have. Okay, yeah, a, I mean, if you want to go that way, you have to. Have, you I mean, go that way. there's too much variables if you use two stenographers. You got to use the same stenographer because you need um, that. Uh, We're gonna get scientific about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and finally. Horrible Bosses 2, did we need it? This is one of those reverse polarity things I'm doing here. Yeah. I enjoyed Horrible Bosses 2. Uh-huh. I think it was just as good, if not the same, yeah. as Horrible Bosses 1 on a level. I'm going to say no, we didn't need sure. it. When we talk comedies, I feel like where I come with a lot of these is just like, the first one's just... I feel with comedy, they we watch them and they go, it's just more of the same. It's one and two, and they're not doing anything new, so they just stick with one. This is one where I just like, I liked it more, and so for that reason, I'm saying we did need it, even though I, I actually agree with you that it, it's just more of the same. You can put these together, and it's just like, eh, this is the um, this is the Scorsese cut. It's just three hour. It's a three hour movie called Horrible Bosses, and you just put them together, but. Because they're separate. I was like, yeah, we need it because um, I, I like hanging with these guys. Sure, sure. Nick, Nick, Kurt, and Dale, and Mark. That, that, that's, that's the force. <laughs> I, it's like, I sit down and enjoy hanging with my friends. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. Would that's you fair. buy Would you buy a shower, buddy? Oh, that thing would... I, I thought it was a great idea. Just, yeah, it, it, it's just timed perfectly. Yeah. Nobody would drop the shampoo. No, and, that was a great idea. Just yeah. stand there. Yeah. <laughs> or would you buy a shower, pal? Pal's a better name. It, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. There you go. Portable Bosses 2. Uh, streaming on HBO Max if you need um, if, if you need to see for yourself. Yep. Uh, yeah. What are we doing next? Oh, Mark, this was tough. I'm going to be honest. The theme of, and I couldn't quite remember the theme. I knew it was either Work Sucks or Bad Day at the Office yeah. or something like that. Really, you picked the only, like, Kind of like classic work boss related movie with a sequel. Yeah, I, the the one I picked was very on the nose. And like, so I, I mean, I've been stressing over this. Yeah. And I had something I thought picked out, and then this morning this came to me. Okay. And I'm gonna apologize. And also, I'd like to try to keep so at least maybe we can stream one of these movies. Sure. But I think we're gonna have to rent both these. Yeah. And That's so much, so much Amazon. And credit. so, and this came to me, and, and then as I. And then I thought, well, there's so many movies that are based on someone's job, you know. Yeah, and that's kind of my picture. I was like, Horrible Bosses on the nose, but there are so many movies about just a disgruntled work. There's a there's a million, right? But a lot of them don't have sequels, and there are some that do. And yeah. then so the ones that I was kind of coming on that do, I'm like, I think this would be better in another. Theme. Another okay. So this, and it took me, and I, I just stumbled upon this yeah. today, Mark, and I'm and. This is this is gonna be out of this is out of left left field. We're doing Baby Boss too. Okay. Baby Boss. We're doing baby Boss ba- Baby. We're doing bo- yeah Boss Baby two. Okay. Family business. All right. I think, I think it's Boss Baby two colon family business. All right. I like. It. I've never seen a Boss Baby. I haven't either. And apparently, there's three of these movies and an animated series. Yeah. On TV somewhere. Well, I it's might, a whole franchise. I might keep that in mind for when we, uh, for whatever our next theme is. We'll have boss. All right, 
Boss Baby 2, colon, Family Business. Family Business. All right. So uh, yeah. one of those is streaming somewhere. I think I've seen Boss Baby on Netflix. I, I'm not sure. I was kind of looking through Just Watch, yeah. and my phone was having internet problems at the time. I was in my... I get crappy internet in my building. But um, it works, so... And it's like, ah, well, if we got to run, we got to run. But whatever, it's yeah. three bucks. Three bucks. So, all right. Yep. Uh, so Boss Baby. You can watch Boss Baby 2 and Boss Baby. They get caught up for our next episode. Until then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, a guy to sequel remakes. Doing work. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not ready. Why would your buddy be in the shower with you? Why would your dad?